welcome to the fifth episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. We're your hosts, Camille and Brittany. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, okay, I'm just a little tired. Oh, but, me too, always. So this week we are discussing the newest movie of the Love Ever After series. It's actually the last movie of the series. And it is called It Was Always You, starring two Hallmark darlings, Erin Krakow and Tyler Hines. Um, anybody who's seen, watched any kind of Hallmark movies um, knows Erin and Tyler. Erin plays lead character of the Hallmark series, Mike Calls the Heart comes out every Sunday yeah or whatever and Tyler Hines has had many Hallmark movies his movies include Winter in Vale it's Christmas Eve they're <laughs> falling for you it's their first movie together they have they've never worked together before this one and from what we understand Erin was the one who like wanted Tyler to work with her. She, she, she was his advocate for this role. I'm uh, unfamiliar with both of them. This is my very first time with both of them. I haven't really, and I'm sure, may, I'm sure I've seen them before, but this is the first time that I'm actively noticing them. I couldn't stop smiling watching that movie. Like, um, <laughs> I love them both. I adore him. I will watch anything with Tyler Hines. And now if he's on, I will watch it. I adore him. I want him to be my best friend. So yeah, I I adore him. The second he came on camera, I was like, well, he's amazing. So, <laughs> I, he's I, my I, new best friend. I know. Tyler is just like such a fantastic God, he, what I love about him is he's so interactive with his fans yeah. and stuff like that. And you know me, I'm one of those people that love it more. Like, you make me like you more if you are interacting with your fans because it's a turn off uppity with your with people who you know watch your stuff and things like that. Yeah, and so it's such a great thing that both Aaron and Tyler have that. Um, thing but yeah anyway this first thoughts what did you get what did you think of this movie other than Uh like you love Tyler (laughs) I loved it I loved her too you know she um she gave me this very Molly Ringwald feel like from the second I saw her I was like a modern day I mean Molly Ringwald's still around but she's a bit older now but what, she's like like sweet 16 or 16 candles or something 16 candles breakfast club uh Pretty in Pink, Molly Ringwald, yeah. yeah. So she uh, she reminded me of Molly Ringwald. I actually, when I saw the um, previews originally, I had to do a double take because I thought it was Molly Ringwald. And I was like, she looks like she hasn't aged at all. I need to, and then I was like, oh, that's not her. Okay. But uh, yeah, she gave me that vibe. I loved it. I thought it was a great story. Well done. I thought the acting was great. Um, I really, yeah. I, I really don't have a lot of negativity to about this one. It's not so funny because week. you referenced Molly Ringwald and I told you from the beginning I'm a Dawson's Creek fan and I the moment you know the scene where she's walking on the street and he's driving next to her or whatever mm-hmm. I was like what is this Dawson's Creek because <laughs> I was thinking of like Christmas uh not Christmas story Cinderella story the episode with Casey and Joey 
first kiss for the first time and she's like you know she gets out the car yeah. and is walking the road and he's next to her and stuff like that and I'm sitting there going oh my god this is my childhood <laughs> right I have to pause for one second it back to haunt me. and the thing about it is there was so many references to Dawson's Creek that it was just like holy crap I am watching Pixie and Joey in their 30s <laughs> but yeah I love this movie I think the the plot line with Elizabeth and David and George it could have gone awry because it's like a love triangle between two brothers and a girl but also the thing about it is I love the um, self-discovery and the reintroduction of herself that Elizabeth went through throughout this movie and stuff like that before we talk any more about it let's give some background on the characters okay so Eric plays Elizabeth Hall a dentist was engaged to a fellow dentist um, George Bellinger He's also David's brother. She is like a type A personality. She plans everything out, very organized, Yeah, a little boring <laughs> in the beginning. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like she has lost herself because not only because of her um, wanting to advance her career, but because of her fiance her fiance is like same way so in a way she's also molded him herself to what she's she's pretty much going 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 through the motions of her life she's not experiencing her life at all she's just going through the motions of being in a relationship and the next step and not really enjoying any of it or her life she's just doing exactly what she thinks needs to be done in life you know that exact you know, thing that that classic, you know, you get find a man, you get married, you have kids, you build your career, like, and that's what she's doing. She's just sticking on this timeline. Yeah. And David is her fiance's brother, George's brother. His name is David. He's like the wanderer. He's a tra- world traveler. He's teaching in Mumbai, <laughs> India, yeah. you know, and like he would always be sending postcards from different places of the world where pretty much his whole family don't know where he's at because he's always like going, going, going. And it's been a while since he's been home or whatever. But this, the story, the, the backstory of Elizabeth and the Bellinger siblings, because they also have a sister named Louise, is that um, Elizabeth as a child was growing up in a broken home I guess her parents were divorced or something I don't know she kind of like got befriended by the neighborhood kids and they kind of took her in as like part of the family and things like that so now she's marrying into the family I guess she's got that only child thing as well not only is it a broken home she doesn't have any siblings to you know yeah rely on or anything so yeah but yeah, and like I said, um, George is George is weird. I'm sorry. Like maybe it is to make David look really, really good. But I've never heard of other dentists making jo- 
gingivitis jokes. <laughs> Possibly, you know, I think it's like a, it's a famous trope, isn't it? That dentists are super boring. So like, but you know, I didn't like him. This, the, when he came on, my notes actually say, uh, what does it say? Hate him <laughs> right away. Um, the second I see him, I do not like him. And that opinion actually changes. I, I do like him just fine um, towards towards the rest but George in the beginning the second I saw him I was like no don't like him not at all yeah I do eventually warm up to him and I realize that's just his personality there's nothing wrong with him he's a good guy but yeah yeah, in the beginning I'm like no what what's wrong with this guy but um I think it's like one of the scenes that really stuck to me was with the oyster bar because all she really wanted was just to have some oysters and he's like you know I don't like this place <laughs> he's like he like brought the food down like, I, it looked like from the beginning she did she actually did want to try oysters but like yeah he like started talking about all the stuff that oysters could do or could have or whatever in all fairness like I like oysters I actually am a huge seafood fan but in all fairness, I wouldn't have liked that restaurant either. What kind of place doesn't give you water if you order water? I was I was super irritated at that because there are a lot of people. I get them like the champ the Chardonnay thing makes no sense. There's no way. And all the, I mean, let's go right back into Brittany's been in the restaurant business forever. <laughs> but there's no way the seafood place would not carry just a dry Chardonnay. Just yeah. a house Chardonnay. They yeah. always you know, yeah, sure, they probably don't have a bunch of wines, but just one Chardonnay makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> one kind of beer, there's no way. Beer is really good with seafood, especially that kind of seafood, but there's no way that they would force someone to drink alcohol in that. There's no way that would never happen. Because I know, some right. don't drink. Like, you it, could give the poor guy water with lemon. Like, yeah, I can, I can kind of kind of get behind, sure, it's quirky, the whole, they don't have Chardonnay, they only have beer. That I can get behind. The water thing, I was so annoyed. I wrote it down like that would never happen. That would never happen. <laughs> they give him water, okay? So anyway, um, let's just sum it all up to Elizabeth and George went to his family to um, house to kind of plan their wedding. They were going to be there for like two weeks to set their, to have the engagement party, also throw the mob of birthday party, surprise birthday party. David wasn't planned to be there because, you know, he was only supposed to be there. He's supposed to be traveling or whatever, but he ended up being there. Um, The weird part, the first thing that caught my eye is like George left for his dentist emergency, but then he couldn't get back. Like they shut down the bridge or whatever. So I'm like, like, is it the bridge two-way street number one? So you could like shut off one one lane <laughs> or something. And also like, there's gotta be another way to that island other than It's the funny you say that because my notes literally <laughs> say there's no other way to get out. There's, it says like, there's no way like by boat it, it said <laughs> I wrote that down like there's really no other way to get there <laughs> there has to be another way I said the same thing I was like ferry boats any of that there can't there's no way because this 
I mean, like, how would they, how would they get food into their, in, onto the island for like two weeks or whatever? Yeah, I, I felt this same way. I was like, um, uh, there, there's got to be other ways to get there. Yeah, I mean, come on, it was just crazy. But um, anyway, David and Elizabeth have a history of irritating each other a lot. So Dave, um, Elizabeth, like, begrudgingly accepts David's help in um, planning the wedding. And throughout this time, we kind of see Elizabeth opening up. And I like that. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I love about this movie is you, you see the progression of Elizabeth. Yeah, it wasn't just wasn't just a love story this was also uh, self-love yeah exactly self-love self-discovery this wasn't just a you know finding love it was finding herself and I think that was that made this movie a lot better too I think that was yeah really important part I think that's um, a really important part of any any love story or any um relationship is knowing yourself yeah, before yeah. you can really know somebody else so one of the um one of the lines in the beginning of the movie when Eugene and Luke was part of this side storyline with Eugene and Louise where Elizabeth is trying to hook up David and George's sister Louise with um, the mailman which I love (laughs) but one of the lines that was said was you know Elizabeth was like you never know George could be your soulmate you know he could he completes you or whatever. And Louise comes back with a soulmate is someone that inspires you to complete yourself. Yeah. And I, and I was like, and a lot of foreshadowing. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like David, it reintroduces Elizabeth to the girl that she's forgotten. And it's Absolutely. something that we've all done as, you know, as adults, we kind of um, forgotten the little kid that we used to be in a way, sort of, you know, the ones that believe in magical unicorns and have, you know, Grand Duyo's dreams of traveling in Italy or whatever. So we've forgotten those things, but David kind of introduces that to her again I mean one of my favorite I have so many favorite scenes but one of my favorite highlights was with with the wedding registry store where um David was standing in front of flying pigs (laughs) and you know that's when he was talking about the pearl ring that Louise gave her and she Elizabeth did not really care about the ring it was the box that the ring came in yeah and she was like well I I believed in unicorns back then I don't believe them now and David was like well I'm gonna hold on to the girl who believed in unicorns I was like oh and and I think that she was also kind of searching for that girl too um I don't think it was just David bringing I think she wanted to find that girl and I think that's a huge I think that this wasn't just really about how good her and David are together. I think it was also about how much her and George were not right for each other. Yes. Because 
I, I wrote early on is um, one of my first notes actually is um, she's not in love with George. She's in love with this family. Yeah. She, she is more in love with being a part of this family than she is with George. She, yeah. George just happened to be the brother that she had the most in common with. So, you know, she's like, yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, she has a, they are seemingly very compatible but for what a boring life you know and (laughs) they're just not right together they're they're too and you know what that's another thing that you know we'll see later on is that George she's not right for George either and we'll see that later on because he doesn't want to dance with her and that that ties into the to the end which we'll get to but you know that he also needed someone to bring him out of his shell too and yeah they were just not right for each other and i think that no. that was important yeah one of the things that erin uh, uh, said in one of her interviews she was asked the question what do you have in common with your character elizabeth and she say that i too had dreams of traveling as a kid and I have put down a whole kind of thing for the career that I'm having. And so in that sense, she it can relate to um, Elizabeth because like I said, we've all had those like, grandiose dreams, but sometimes life yeah. gets in the way of it. And it's like, yeah. I mean, like, if, what would you do if you had like one dream, like childhood dream that you well, my, my childhood dream was actually to uh, be a famous actress. So, and I continue to pursue that for a very long time. I continue to uh, act, but um, I, uh, until high school and I got sick and I had a boyfriend that became more important and I no longer, I was planning to go to Juilliard and I was planning on moving to New York City and that never happened. So, um I still kind of chase after the acting. I still do some acting <laughs> these days here in my small town. But uh, yeah, my big my big dream was to go to New York City and be an actress. And I've still never been to New York City. So mm-hmm. eventually we'll get there. I'll get there. I'm too old to be an actress now. But uh, no, you're not. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a little old to just start a career in acting. <laughs> but uh, but someday I'll get to New York City and see it and. Mine was, I always wanted to be, call me crazy, but I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Wow. That's a... Because <laughs> I have spina bifida. Yeah. I've had like eight back surgeries, all of them done by neurosurgeons. One of my neurosurgeons was Dr. Carson, Benjamin Carson, who was like, as most people know by now, is, you know, Trump's supervised advisor he ran for president all these other things but before all that he was world-class neurosurgeon you know what I mean and he inspired me I was like I want to be just like him I want to I'm tired of being the patient I want to be on the other side of the table finally and stuff like that but yeah no (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of work yeah a lot of pressure yeah, and then I saw I saw shows like Grey's Anatomy and everything. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think so. That's not gonna happen. But I would like to go back to school. Like, I would love to get back, go back and get my degree in um, 
something. Yeah. Right now I have an associate's degree, but I would love to at least pursue a bachelor's, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. So that would be my dream that if I could, I would go back to, to doing and stuff like that. But with college and stuff like that, with money and stuff like that, it would be kind of hard. It's not easy because I am a student and it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a mom too. So it's I like you're like, you get the extra pressure of that. Whereas me, I'm just a single woman and don't have kids, a baby like latching onto me <laughs> either. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So David, like, kind of again let her out of her shell and like you know he um found this list of places that elizabeth wrote down to um that she wanted to go when she went to italy or whatever and that list is gonna be important for late for (laughs) near the end of the movie yeah but she he found it and he showed it to her and you know she never got to go to Italy, of course, because again, the career, life, George, et cetera, George does not want to travel. Yeah. <laughs> and things like that. And it was just like, like I said, um, other little <clears throat> reminders of her childhood. And of course, the magical tree house. Yeah. yeah. I wrote down on my notes that it looked more like a tree mansion. Yeah, it's gorgeous tree house. It looked like a oh. two or three story. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, there's like an HGTV show that's like a. Uh, it's like it's a treehouse show where they show like the yeah. most grand treehouses. That's what I thought of. I was like, who just builds that? I don't. <laughs> Their dad must be an architect or something, right? Because that place, that house is beautiful. Yeah, um, they had like a whole. I mean, they had. He had twinkling lights. He had popcorn machine in the treehouse <laughs> yeah um there uh there are, I liked pretty much everything about this movie there's only one thing that I did not like yeah. and um that is how annoyed she got with him so quickly there was only one thing that didn't make sense for me there was a time when she um after she got up in the middle of the night and he was dancing around in the and she wo- had been woken up like she She's like, you know what? I don't want nothing to do with you. Let's just ships passing in the night, not even talk to each other. And I was like, that went from like zero to 60 right away. Like, I know that they had a past of annoyance, but just one incident. And she was like, you know what? I don't even want anything to do with you. And I was like, this is too quick. He did fake. He did fake, uh, you know, anaphylactic shock. You're right. I mean, that was, that was, it just was too quick for me. The annoy and that, and I, it's not even a big thing that I am irritated about. I just, it was one thing where I was like, are you a little too annoyed right now? Well, you shouldn't be this annoyed. Like to be like, let's stay, mean, steer clear he, of us. He fake dying almost. Being oh. annoyed and being like, I'm going to bed. I don't want to talk to you for the rest of the night. Yeah. But being like, I don't want to talk to you for the next two weeks. is like, ah, you- <laughs> He could annoy know, you a little right? bit more before it went this far. Uh, but that was really the only thing that ever, that really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else bothered me. And that was just like a tiny thing that I noticed while I was watching. Um, it, but yeah, and then when, um, when they were tasting cakes, and, um, I, another, I love the scene where he was like, you're not vanilla. You're Neapolitan 
ice cream, but the impossible Sunday with nuts yeah. <laughs> and chocolate fudge. And I'm like, first of all, I don't like the impossible ice cream. I don't like chocolate. So uh, no one, no one come at me for this, but uh, I don't like chocolate. So <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, the movie that I think that a lot of, like I said, a lot of times so when we grow up to be adulthood, we, we, it's a sign of just how he's introducing himself, he's introducing the girl again that she wants to. Anyway, um, so- I just want to say that uh, I want to defend Vanilla. I don't think Vanilla's boring. Why is <laughs> Vanilla getting all this hate? Vanilla is delicious. Um, sure strawberry is good too but vanilla is I love vanilla ice cream I love vanilla cake I love vanilla everything and I am not a boring person so (laughs) I just want to be the first here to defend vanilla okay vanilla is not boring it is delicious I'm the opposite of you. I don't like vanilla. I, I, well, give me butter pecan. Give me okay. Well, my my favorite flavor of all time is like butterscotch. I love butterscotch. (laughs) I, 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 I pass on vanilla any day. I do not. I, I don't think I've had vanilla ice cream in a while. Well, I'm starting a petition tomorrow to to make (laughs) vanilla no longer the boring flavor. You know what's boring? Chocolate. Everybody likes chocolate. That's that's boring. Nobody every well, I mean, I don't really like chocolate. I do like chocolate. I don't like chocolate ice cream and I don't like chocolate to excess. It's not something I crave. But that I love chocolate. I love chocolate fudge brownie. But that's everybody loves chocolate. That's boring. (laughs) Everyone says chocolate's their favorite. That's boring. (laughs) The people who 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 push the boundaries and admit (laughs) that vanilla is their favorite, that's exciting. okay so anyway um i just want to point out a couple of things that they danced to lee and ron's song how do i live yeah i love first of all i love that song you know what but, i don't think it was lee and rhymes i'm pretty sure uh no, it, was that Leanne it, it is a lee and rhymes song but i i don't think it was the lee and rhymes version i think it was the trisha yearwood version uh maybe i don't know because uh, I know Trisha. I thought it was Leah Robs. The caption said it was Leah Robs. I was going to say it? that it was Leah Robs because. Because I'm a huge Leanne Rhymes fan, and it sounded because uh, Trisha did a version, and so did Leanne. And yeah. I swear that the one that they played sounded like the Trisha version because I was irritated about it because I was like, wait, this doesn't sound like Leanne. It sounds like uh, Trisha's version of the song. I don't know. Well, I was hoping that it was Leanne's because that's um, Tyler's co-star from his Christmas movie, uh, his Christmas Eve. <laughs> I was about to go like, I think that's a shout out to his co-star. It could have been. And it is her song. That song is her. Trisha just did a version of it and it sounded like that was the one they used. But yeah. I could be wrong. I very well could be wrong. But yeah, um, that's his. So that, that was the one of the scenes. And also like, they... Every time they dance, there was always like this cute little music in the background, like with the uh, DJ. Oh, come yeah. on, the DJ with yeah. the sprinkling lights and the yeah, I <laughs> him leaving that. just to do that for them. And, the, and you know, what we haven't mentioned yet is the zing. Yeah, the zing. It's very important that the zing is this it. like 
energy between two people that's kind of inexplicable. His his grandmother was the one who told Elizabeth about it and stuff like that. But you know what's so weird to me is that the whole family wasn't cheering for George and Elizabeth. They were all cheering for David and Elizabeth. Yeah, they're all like rolling their eyes at her. They're like, yeah, David. Yeah, <laughs> just friends, okay. He annoys you. No, I don't think a single person was surprised by by George and uh, Elizabeth not getting married. They were all put, uh, yeah, because I mean, like you know, the grandmother was like, "Yes, you have zing with David," and Elizabeth was like, "No, it's with George." I have zing. With He's like, George. "That's what I said." <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I loved, I loved that the whole family, and I think that that was probably an important thing because um, you don't want a family to hate you after you want so bad to be a part of it. So, good thing they were all rooting for it, and even, even George in the end, I'm sure was probably yeah. Like, George didn't hate his brother for it or anything like that. Yeah. But, and you know what? So that was actually I didn't like. Like I said, I didn't like George in the beginning, but I t- immediately switched gears with him. The second um, he was about to leave to go to that emergency dental thing and him and his brother had that conversation out by their car. That's when I was like, you know what? I misjudged George. He might be a really nice guy. He's just not the right one for her. And we see that later on, like when she, when she um, ends the engagement, that he is an actually fantastic person and really good guy. Um, And he just, they just weren't right for each other. And they're, yeah. No, like hard feelings, you know, just uh, we're not right for each other. And, you know, he's found someone else anyway that seemed a lot better because he wouldn't dance with her. You know, he wasn't really didn't want to do things for her. And we see that yeah. later on that, you know, with the other girl he meets that he dances with her and seems to be very happy. Yeah. Some people, you just don't want as your dance partner. One of the things that I loved is how much they remember about each other's childhood. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Elizabeth's list of where she wants to go in Italy, which is crazy. She, she wanted to go to Trevino Mount Fountain, to um, the Coliseum, all these places. He, she, he also had her rabbit's foot from yeah. <laughs> childhood. Um, she, she remembered him stealing her food. Such a crazy thing to remember on July 4th. Like it seems that he remembered a lot more than she did. Oh, so. yeah, <laughs> definitely. He remembered everything. But back to the list, at the very end of the movie, he pulled out his own list, which was a copy of hers. And she's, he said... You know, I don't know where these places are in the world, but I want to go there as long as I'm with you. And I'm like, yeah. oh. I cried <laughs> and I wrote down that note was perfection. It's in my notes here <laughs> because it was. It was for me that and that that way of saying he loved him, he loved her was so much better than if they had done some sappy, long, you know, monologue about you know some romantic thing reading a note that said 
Um, I don't know where these places are, but if you want to go there, I want to go there. As long as I'm with you, I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. That was so simple, so sweet. And I love, I loved it. What we find out through behind the scenes stuff is that that wasn't scripted. That wasn't on the original script. Aaron and Tyler came up with that scene, came up with that idea of them doing the note because there wasn't a note at first, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it the, that note was just a tie-in to how long he loved her. He said to her, he was like, you asked me once, have I ever loved anybody before? And the answer is yes, and I still love you yeah. and stuff like that. He's, and, I, and he's like, I love you. I loved you yesterday. I love you today, and I will love you tomorrow. I was just like, oh. Yeah, it was it was done really well. I really the note really brought it together and made it so much better. Yeah, and um, we kind of um. I, I love the I love the fact that this before uh before we we skipped all that, but I was about to say that we skipped over the fact that she went. The big thing too is like I said, it's self discovery, right? But she actually this was the. The timeline from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie was one year later. She spent one that whole year traveling, doing yeah, the I things think. that she wanted to do as a kid, you know, and stuff like that. And they didn't contact each other. They didn't know how to contact each other for the whole year because they were all, David was also traveling, but they were yeah. traveling together. So... She spent that year again, self-discovery and stuff like that. It was just And I think that's so important that I was really glad that they didn't end up to it with each other right yeah. after the engagement broke off. Um, yeah. Cause that would have been like, uh, you know, awkward. a little cheap, a little cheesy, a little awkward, yeah. but to go find herself, go traveling and then meet up at Louise and Eugene's wedding, uh, which is amazing. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> and, well, like, and like the grandma said, the shorter the engagement, the longer the marriage and yeah. you know, they got married right away. So, um, yeah, so I was glad. And then that's where we see that George has also moved on with the dental hygienist who um, was perfect for him and they, they're dancing together. But yeah, I love that it was a year later and then she had taken some time to find herself and before, you know, pursuing without without um, David or whatever. So, I mean, she got to go to like London. She got to go to Paris. She got to go to um, Italy and stuff like that. All these things all throughout the year that she was, she kept sending back postcards to Bellinger family. My, my issue is where's her family? I mean, like, she had this whole, she was gonna get married to George, right? They had they had a whole yeah. Now, obviously, if they were playing the engagement party and stuff like that, I would assume that, like, you know, her family would have been there too. But like, yeah, I didn't even her think about parents? that. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, <laughs> though, I mean, coming from a very broken home myself, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if my parents were not at an engagement party for me. So um, uh, maybe I don't know. But anyway, so. 
Anything else you want to add about this movie? Um, you know, we didn't really talk a lot about the the oyster place that became pretty centralized for with the yeah. pie. Um, it was funny when she didn't like the oyster. I was like, you need to squeeze a little lemon on it. And literally a second later, he squeezes lemon. And I was like, man, me and food, I need to stop this. <laughs> like, uh, her, her dancing is so cute, too, at the oyster yeah. bar. He's like, it's, I, I can't, I can't look. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> she was dancing so badly but you know one of the things that I find a little suspicious is like an engagement party they were dancing together yeah really close and they were like holding hands and everything and, and nobody going, nobody thought it was weird <laughs> yes and I'm sitting there going hello Guess anybody could point out that this is adorable, but yeah, I love that. Um, she was 100% for um, him for that whole thing, and I'm glad it, like I said, the it was a growth within herself. It was she found out who she was and the type of person that she is, the type of person that, um, because it you. You need to kind of be, you need to be complete to kind of yeah. find your perfect soulmate, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, um, so yeah, I love this movie. I did too. Uh, Tyler yeah. is hot. There were so many people attack, hating on and on Erin's hairdo. I loved it. I thought she was adorable with her hair like that. Same I actually, here. I, I love the hairdo. I, I love the short bob thing, but in my cause the heart, Erin's hair is a lot it's longer. Very long, yeah. Yeah. So like that's why a lot of people are used to it that way or whatever. So I'm sitting there going, she was wearing a wig. Yeah. <laughs> and one calls the heart. And this is how she looks like now and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought her hair was adorable. And yeah, like I said, I loved him. The second he was on camera with her, the Tyler and the character I loved and was like, well, I just, I adore him. I wrote, I adore him in my notes. I adore him. It was uh, right away. He's the type of, the character was the type of guy I would be friends with for sure. Yeah. Well, Tyler did say that he's just like um, his character in real life. So. Well, then um. we really could be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but Tyler is also um yeah, he's he's a really good guy, and like seriously, you should watch some of his movies. Really good movies. I will. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, but um, so that's it for our review of It Was Always You. Next week, it will it will be a standalone movie, and it's it's not part of the Love uh, Spring Fling series. I thought it was, but I was wrong. It's not a part of the Spring Fling series. Um, the movie is called Fit for a Prince. And it's actually the, the movie that I said I wanted to do, which is why I joined, the, which is when we decided I would join the podcast yeah. <laughs> because I was like, um, I need to review this movie with you. So. <laughs> but next week's movie st- is titled Fit for a Prince, starring Natalie Hall and Jonathan Keltz. A little bit of a uh, um, synopsis of it is Cindy. It's Cindy Cinderella. The character is called Cindy Cinderella. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, how much more obvious can you get on how? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little more subtle with it, but okay. 
Cindy is an aspiring fashion designer, creative force behind a high-profile designer, hired to dress ladies of a wealthy family for a charity ball. Her life changes when, when Prince Ronan is in town and takes notice. So that's fit for Prince. Then March, March 13th, there's no new movie on that week. Um, sounds like they're going to be doing a spring movie marathon. And we will talk next week as to what we're planning to do for that week's podcast. Um, so Spring Fling 2021 starts, starts on March 20th. Which with, with Chasing Waterfalls starring Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell. March 27th is Breakup Boot Camp starring Italia Ricci and Maya Pavey. April 3rd is One Perfect Wedding with Jack Turner, Taylor Cole, Rukia, Bernard, and Deshaun Williams. That is a continuation of... Um, two other movies, One Winter Weekend and One Winter Proposal. You should watch those two before we watch the, that last one. Okay, well. Um, April 10th is As Luck Would Have It, starring Joanna Garcia Swisher and Alan Leach. Love now, her. I know. <laughs> that one is filmed in Ireland, so this is going to be an international one. <laughs> and March 17th is with a working title right in front of me, Starring Janelle Parrish and Marco Grazzini. So love her too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much the part of it for this week and for this month. So do you have anything else to add? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> so we were to listen to us. We can listen to us on Podbean. Google Play was just approved in Apple Podcasts. For um, social media accounts, it would be Hallmark Heartbeats on Instagram. Um, please like and comment. We're, we're alone. We're just a small podcast. <laughs> right. Um, thank you for listening to us. We've had so far 66 downloads for the month of February. And nice. I know that's not much, but it's something. It's true. a start. We're getting there. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so... Signing off, I'm Camille. I'm Brittany. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.